When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to New York. Attention fans, this is the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano! What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sports Wire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your still red hot new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You guys know that I greatly appreciate it. And again, um, I may have mentioned this, but if I, I if I haven't mentioned it, the fact that the Devil's State of Mind podcast is one of the top 100 most listened to hockey podcasts in the United States and growing even more you know, over in Europe and around the world just means so much to me. And you guys are the driving force of this podcast. As I always say, this podcast is for the fans by a fan. So as always, guys, thank you so much for your support and taking time to check these episodes out. This podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys, we are getting closer and closer to the end of the NFL regular season. The races are tightening up. NBA's got a lot of exciting action right now. The NHL almost done really getting close to the end of the first two months of the year. We've already had so much excitement and obviously with the New Jersey Devils. And with all this going on, DraftKings is continuing to give you guys unreal opportunities to cash in and get huge money prizes. So if you want to get in on the action, I got a deal for you. You go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now, you sign up, you make sure to use our promo code THPN and don't forget to tell them that your boy, Neil Villapiano, sent you once again a big shout-out and thank you to our sponsors over at DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil's State of Mind Podcast. 
I know it's been a little while since you heard my voice here on the podcast. And uh, obviously, I didn't have an episode out after last week's episode last Monday. Do apologize. But obviously, for those of you who are in the United States, it was Thanksgiving on Thursday this past week. And uh, as always, I hope you guys had a fantastic Thanksgiving. And uh, I know for one one thing, I'm super thankful for all of you that listen to the Devil State of Mind podcast and support us on social media as well. Devil State on Twitter and Devil State of Mind on Instagram. Um, but there was a hell of a lot that happened this past week with the New Jersey Devils. It started off high, kind of low in the middle and downright angry in the middle, and then went really sky up to finish off the week. And we're going to basically focus on the last four games this past week for the New Jersey Devils. So, as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So we'll get things rolling here with recapping the Devil's game last Monday at home against Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers. Devils looking to tie their franchise record of a 13-game winning streak. They're also looking to move to 2-0 on the season against the Edmonton Oilers. This was the first time the Devils and Oilers have met since that uh, two-goal or basically three-goal comeback that the Devils had a few weeks ago on their Western Canada road trip in Edmonton. The Devils were also looking for their ninth win already this season against a Canadian team. And the fact that we haven't even played the Winnipeg Jets yet and we're already on the verge of winning nine games against Canadian teams is pretty darn remarkable. Both teams got on the board in the first period. Jesper Bratt getting his eighth of the year on the power play. Leon Dreisaitl following it up moments later to tie it up. It was one-to-one after one. And the Devils just basically took control from there as they scored four of the next five goals in this game through the final two periods. Dawson Mercer and Damon Severson got themselves a goal each in the second period. Mercer his fifth. Severson just his second. And then Tomas Tatar basically looking like he's uh, getting some baseball tryouts as he whacks the puck out of midair into the net legally uh, to get his fourth of the year. And then Yegor Sharagovich with a nice deke going top shelf, beating Oilers netminder and getting there, getting one there. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins did get a goal to make it three to two, but the Devils with the goal, goals from Tatar and Sharon Govich uh, basically put the game well out of reach as the Devils came away with a dominant five to two win over the Edmonton Oilers. And that officially moves the winning streak to 13 straight as the Devils tie their franchise record with the 2000-2001 New Jersey Devils, the team that went all the way to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals before ultimately losing the Cup Final to the Colorado Avalanche. And so I think when, when you look at this Devils team and you realize that even the three years the Devils won the Cup, they never had a winning streak this long. And for them to do what they've done at this point is absolutely unreal. And they just continue to answer the bell every single time. So a dominant win and a kick-ass way to begin the week. And the Devils were going into the next game a few nights later looking at some franchise history. And going to that game on Wednesday night at home, 
the Devils were looking to set a new franchise record for consecutive wins as they took on Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Again, Leafs looking to try to get some revenge from losing the week before at home, 3-2 to two in overtime. Sharon Govich got the GWG in that one, and obviously looking to finally end the Devils' winning streak. Uh, the Devils were also looking to move just three wins shy of tying the all-time record for most consecutive wins, which I believe was the 93. 394 Pittsburgh Penguins um, as the Penguins were looking for a three-peat that year. And it's kind of crazy how the Penguins, who won back-to-back -back Stanley Cups in 91-92 and 92-93, um, or excuse me, 1990-91 and 91-92. So it was the 92-93 season that they broke, that they set that record. So I do apologize. wanted to clear that up. But it's remarkable that that team just overall was better than the two teams that won the cup and ultimately the penguins didn't win the cup that year it was montreal but still devil's looking to try to move just that much closer to um to get it to tying that record and obviously they would look to try to uh, uh extend it if they had gotten that far um and again the devils were looking for a two and a record against the leafs and their 10th win getting the double digits their 10th win against the canadian team ladies and gentlemen this was, without a doubt, the most absurd and dumbest game I have ever watched as not just a Devils fan, but as a hockey fan. And when you look at the score, 2-1, to one, you can think to yourself, especially if you didn't watch the game, you say, wow, it was a really solid game. And uh, I guess the Leafs just were able to shut down the Devils in this one and, you know, do what they need to do. Well, Toronto did shut down the Devils. It just wasn't the Leafs. And the reason I say that is for what I'm about to tell you. Because again, if you didn't see the game and you don't know what has happened, I will do my best to explain what the hell happened through 60 minutes. First of all, the Toronto Maple Leafs scored both of their goals in the first period. John Tavares and also Holmberg, which I believe that was his first NHL goal. Holmberg's goal ended up being the game-winning goal. But the Devils had taken an early one nothing lead thanks to a goal from the point by Jonas Siegenthaler. Well, the goal originally counted, then was waved off due to goalie interference from Nate Bastion, who lightly collided skates with Matt Murray, untangled himself, and then just stood there on the left side as the puck went into the net. Now, the refs said that they that Bastion did not give Matt Murray uh, enough space to make a play. Although I argue that I think it was a soft call, in my opinion. And I will say that just moments prior to that, Mitch Marner was grabbing Nate Bastion's left arm, preventing him from really getting himself free to make a play. And Bastion put his other arm up in front of the ref and said, are you going to call this? And the refs didn't. Uh, the Devils actually ended up challenging the goal, uh, the, the the call for goalie interference. It was unsuccessful, and so the Devils, double-edged sore, now have to go to the penalty kill. And fortunately, in that situation, the Devils were able to kill it off. But as I just mentioned, the Leafs would still score two goals in that period and grab a 2-0 lead after one period of play. Now, 
In the second period, like we've seen in many times before, the Devils just kicked it into high gear. They dominated. They outshot the Leafs, I think, around like 16-3, to 16-4. to 4. The Leafs just were holding on for dear life. Matt Murray was really standing on his head making saves. Until there was a play about midway through the period where Matt Murray's playing the puck behind his net, and he's just trying to clear it out. And as he clears the puck around the boards, he gets knocked into by Tomas Tatar. Now, in the rule book, Tomas Tatar accidentally bumping into to the goaltender is still deemed legal if the puck goes into the net. Sure enough, the puck was shot from the point right by the devil's bench, hit Matt Murray's loose stick, and deflected into the net for a goal. But the refs immediately waved it off and called goalie interference again. And when they show the replay, he can. it's clearly obvious that Tomas Tatar has no intention of purposely trying to run into Matt Murray. But the refs called goalie interference. And the crazy thing about it is that by the rule book, if that is goalie interference, then Tatar should have gone to the penalty box. But he didn't, for whatever reason. And Matt Lachlan actually said later on in the game, he spoke to the rules analyst of the NHL in Toronto. And the rules analyst, whatever his name is, I don't remember his stupid name, said that the even though there was incidental contact, they felt like it was more egregious. And that's why they made the call. The rules analyst also did mention that the refs blew it by not giving Tatar a penalty anyway. So whole confusion there but so far through two periods it's still two nothing toronto and the devils have had not one but two goals two goals ladies and gentlemen take it away from them so all right tensions are clearly high and it's frustrating but the devils are still only down two and they had really gotten their game going and then we go to the third period and this is where things got really out of control it Really start, well, first and foremost, again, the Devils continued to just pepper Matt Murray with shots. And then there was a moment where Matt Murray deliberately and on purpose knocked the net off of its moorings, which caused a long delay of game where the, the ice crew had to come on, create new holes and try to stick it. And the more they showed the replay, the more it was obvious that Matt Murray deliberately, deliberately pushed the net off of its moorings. And that was, and that by the rules is a penalty for delay of game, but no penalty was called in that moment. All right. We just keep moving. And time obviously is, you know, is getting taken away. There's more time being wasted and the devils are not scoring, but then with about seven, eight minutes to go, and the Leafs on the penalty kill, Eric Kala comes down the right side. He takes a shot that gets blocked, gets it back. He kicks the puck to his from his right skate to his left skate, loses it, has the puck hit off of a um, Leafs player. I think it was Sandine, uh, and it ends up in the back of the net for a goal. And the refs originally and immediately called it a goal. So in that moment, you're thinking it's two to one with a lot of time left and we just scored a shorthanded goal. And I remember because I was watching the game at home, I'm dropping F-bombs and I remember saying, call that one back. And all of a sudden, the refs go to Toronto again. 
And I'm sitting there saying, there is no freaking way that the refs are going to wave off a third goal in this one. They showed it more and more. And I said, yeah, Pollock kicked the puck, but he didn't kick it into the net. It hit off of several other things and went in. Well, according to the rule book of the National Hockey League, even if it hits off of several other things prior to going in, if Hollick kicked it, it is considered no goal. And the refs came out, said it was no goal, and that's when all hell broke loose as Devils fans decided in that moment of absolute rage, anger, whatever you want to call it, started throwing stuff on the ice. And when I say stuff, I mean beer bottles, I think probably water bottles, food, more specifically chicken tenders, which according to Eric Hollick, he was hit by said chicken tenders, and things got out of control. And there was another massive delay of game, and the Revs actually almost called the game right there due to the amount of stuff that was thrown on the ice by Devils fans. Now, I just want to say this. I don't condone what the fans did in that moment. Throwing anything other than, obviously, hats for a hat trick um, is not acceptable. And that is not the way that us as Devils fans should act in that moment. But I will say this. Can you blame the Devils fans for reacting the way that you did? In that way, no, you can't. It's a very tough situation. It definitely got out of hand. I do feel bad for Mitch Marner, who acts, who accidentally got hit in the back of the head with the bottle. Luckily, it didn't, you know, he didn't get hurt. Um, but in that moment, things turned very chaotic. But when you think about the situation, the Devils have had not one, not two, but three different goals waved off or removed or reversed because of certain rules, as the Devils are looking to try to extend an unreal historic winning streak with everything going against them in that moment, the Devils' tensions just reached the top and exploded like a volcano. And that was building as the game kept going. And it was just a really bad and tough situation for uh, everybody involved. Eventually... The game resumed, and with about five minutes to go, Dougie Hamilton gets an absolute beautiful tip in the slot that beats Matt Murray. It actually counts, and the Devils, with about five minutes to go, cut the deficit to one. And so the place was going berserk, and we knew in our heart of hearts that it was only a matter of time before the Devils would tie the game. And the Devils came out with probably the most impressive five minutes of hockey I have ever seen. They peppered Matt Murray so many times. He made great save after great save. The Devils kept pushing, but unfortunately, it just wasn't enough. And the clock expired, and the Devils losers in this one by the final score of 2-1. to one. And the winning streak painfully painfully comes to an end at 13 games. Now, again, Devils fans in the heat of the moment of anger and frustration threw more stuff on the ice directly at the Toronto Maple Leafs, which, again, I don't condone, but also, can you blame them? And there was just a lot to take in from that because in those moments, you realize that the refs in Toronto 
basically Toronto, when I, when I say Toronto, I mean, you know, the, the people in the replay booth in Toronto basically took the winning streak uh, out of the devil's hands at that point. I don't, I'm not going to say that the Leafs beat us. Although Matt Murray, despite that delay of game penalty that should have happened, he was phenomenal. He made great save after great save and stood on his head. Um, but it wasn't the Leafs' fault that we lost this game. It was clearly that the refs took it away from us, that the league took it away from us, and it and it's hard not to want to feel like that there was a deliberate attempt by the league to stop this winning streak. And I said it to so many people, the only way that this winning streak was going to come to an end was on some BS. And that's what we got in this game. A lot of BS and a lot of unacceptable decision-making by the NHL refs. And it was a really sad and aggravating way for the winning streak to come to an end. But, the only good thing I think that came out of this was that Tom Fitzgerald had spoken to Devils reporter for the fourth period, James Nichols, who's also a member of the Hockey Podcast Network and a friend of the podcast. Um, he had spoken to James, and and James asked, um, he asked uh, Tom Fitzgerald, was he excited about the winning streak? And Fitzgerald said, I was, ex I am excited about it, but I'm even more excited to see how this team responds once it comes to an end. Interestingly enough, that article came out hours before the game against the Leafs. Well, now the Devils are in a very interesting position of now we get to see how this team responds. Do they prove that this winning streak wasn't a fluke or do they let a loss like this rattle them and they start to have struggles? And that was a question mark that we went into on Thursday Thursday for Thanksgiving and ultimately going into Friday's game. But a very difficult and tough way for the streak to end. But what a phenomenal job by this New Jersey Devils team to even have a winning streak like that. An historic one nonetheless. And uh, now it was about moving forward and obviously looking to try to start another winning streak uh, starting on Friday night in Buffalo against the Sabres. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you could turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, the New Jersey Devils, how many goals will be scored, more than five, and more for your shot and an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our promo code THPN to bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now we shift to that game in Buffalo against the Sabres. Devils looking to bounce back on the road in Buffalo against the Sabres team that got off to a slow start but had been playing relatively well of late and had scored 12 or 13 goals in the previous two games leading up to the game against the Devils. But the Devils got the job done and came away with a bounce back 3-1 to win on the road versus the Sabres. Jack Hughes adding a goal. 
in that one. Jesper Boquist, who continues to quietly have a really good season on that third line, gets one, and so does Tomas Tatar. Akira Schmid, or as I like to call him now, Schmid the Kid, had another tremendous game in net as the backup goalie, stopping 33 of the 34 shots he faced. And he really did deserve a shutout, but just wasn't meant to be as he moves his record to an impressive 4-0-0 so far this season. He also is sporting a 1.24 goals against average and a .953 save percentage. He has been tremendous in relief of the injured Mackenzie Blackwood. And with the win, the Devils move their record to 17-4-0 and make it 14 wins in the last 15. And Again, not a lot of drama in this one. Much more, I would say, relaxed game. And again, I think it was just great for the Devils to immediately respond from that loss with a W. Not letting that loss against the Leafs and losing the winning streak and all the craziness and emotions that happened to um, hurt them. And it ended up working very well. So a good bounce back win. And uh, again, that was the first of a back-to-back as the Devils would then travel back home to the Rock for the first time since the Wednesday debacle as they hosted Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. And we go to that game against the Capitals, and there was a hell of a lot to be pumped up about in this one as the Devils were looking to get some revenge from the loss, the 6-3 to blowout loss that they suffered a little over a month ago at home against this Capitals team. Vitek Vanacek getting the start, looking for a win against his former team, and he got exactly that as the Devils on the scoreboard beat up the Washington Capitals by the final score of 5-1 to to get their first win at home against the Capitals in over two years. Um, Early March of 2020, which was also the day that Ovechkin reached 700 goals of his career, um, that was the last time the Devils uh, beat the Capitals at home. And I think it has been fair to say for a long time that the Capitals have been the Devils daddy. I think that's fair to say. But the Devils were able to get a win as they've now split the first two games against the Capitals this year, which is great. But the big story of the night was Jack Hughes getting his first career hat trick. I can't believe it's taken him this long as he gets goals 9, 10, and 11 as he now is the leading goal scorer on this team. And the first two, well, actually, honestly, all three goals were tremendous. The first one, he's coming down the left side on a two-on-one, and he ends up going almost behind the net, tucks it off the back of the leg of Lindgren and in to get his first. The second one was the most ridiculous as he's in the left corner, throws it at the net, hits the back of the helmet of Lindgren and in, which is not the first time we've seen Jack Hughes score that type of goal. And then the third one, just a great play by Eric Hall blocking a shot, makes a great feed to Jack Hughes, who goes top shelf beating the glove of Lindgren, and Jack Hughes gets his first career hat trick. And it's so funny because I had said to a bunch of people that I was watching the game with, I said, you know what would be hilarious is that the first game since the Devils' craziness against the Cap, uh, the Leafs, we were throwing beer and chicken fingers and all that stuff. But the very next game, we're throwing hats on the ice, which is exactly what Devils fans did as Jack Hughes got 
his first career hat trick. So that was big. Nico Heischer getting himself a goal on the power play. He, at the time, was the first Devils player to reach double-digit goals as he now has 10. So both Hughes and Nico leading the way are two number one overall picks on the top two goal scorers and the first two Devils to reach double-digit goals. And trust me, it will not be the last. Vitek Vanacek was tremendous, making big-time save after big-time save. It was crazy. It was flying all over the place, making saves, as he ended up stopping 37 of the 38 shots he faced in this one, as he improves his record to 10-2-0 on the season, has a 2.05 goals against average, and a .923 save percentage. And I got to be honest with you, I think now it is fair to say that he should deserve some Vesna consideration with the way he's been playing so far this season. I really do. The Devils also remain undefeated in games that they have been outshot, which hasn't been many, but they were outshot 38 to 29 um, in this one. And there were times when the Devils didn't look all that good uh, in this one. But even in a game where they weren't 100%, they still found a way to get a pretty convincing victory. Big milestone as well. Another big milestone, this time behind the bench. Lindy Ruff gets his career win number 800 in the win against the Capitals. He becomes just the fifth head coach in NHL history to reach that milestone. So Lindy Ruff continuing to shut up all of us Devils fans, and he continues to rack up the wins. As uh, I don't know, well, I mean, at, at this point, he's probably not a Hall of Famer because his coaching career isn't over, but just adding another milestone to what is definitely, in my opinion at this point, a, a Hall of Fame uh, career as a coach. And again, looking at the positives, back-to-back -back wins since the Leafs lost. So a perfect way for the Devils to respond. This is the response as they end up getting these back-to-back -back wins, moving their record to an impressive 18-4-0, good for 36 points on the year. That's now wins in 15 of our last 16. And also... At the time of this recording, the Devils are still first in the Metropolitan Division, ahead of the second-place New York Islanders by six points, and they are now tied for first overall in the Eastern Conference and the NHL with the red-hot Boston Bruins. And again, that first matchup between the Bruins and Devils should 1,000% be moved to, like, national TV, TNT, ESPN, because this is going to be an unreal matchup between these two powerhouses right now. But overall, really good week for the Devils winning three of the four games. Obviously, we would have loved for the winning streak to continue and I would love to be able to sit here with you guys right now and talk about a 16-game heater, but ultimately it was taken away from us. But it's okay because the Devils are on a two-game heater and will look to try to get their third, already third three-game winning streak of the season as they kick off this upcoming week with their first battle of the Hudson River rivalry against the Rangers on Monday at Madison Square Garden. And the Rangers are coming off a game in which they blew a 3-0 lead against the Oilers at home to lose 4-3. So clearly the Rangers are going to look to try to bounce back. But this is a big game, and I know a lot of Devils fans that are planning on going to this game. If you have the ability to go, go. 
Let's fill up the garden with Devils fans. Let's show out for this team. Let's continue to show our support. Be loud, be rowdy, and cheer on this team as they'll look to try to get their 19th win of the year. The other two games this upcoming week will be at home on Thursday against former Devils coach and the bald-headed mf for himself, John Hines, and the Nashville Predators. I will be at that game, so if you guys end up uh, running into me, don't be afraid to say hi and uh, hang out. And then they will end the week in Philadelphia where the season began against the Flyers on Saturday. Flyers, now a 10-plus game losing streak. Uh, certainly things have fallen off since um, since the last time the Devils and Flyers met, which was back at the beginning of the year. But again, roller coaster of emotions, mostly high, little bit low, but again, for that, for this team to bounce back from that devastating loss, to lose the losing, the winning streak like that, um, but to respond the way they did is tremendous. And so the Devils will look to wrap up the month of November, winning all but one game, which would actually uh, set a record, an NHL record, for the best record overall in the month of November, I believe. Um, and it's going, and we'll see what they can do. But you have three winnable games. Moving forward, and as I always say, let's keep this baby rolling.